Hello, everybody. Welcome to the big program, Things My Granddaddy Said. Man, we got a big one for you tonight. We got a good show for you tonight, but let's talk about our last show. It was two weeks ago, wasn't two it? Two weeks ago. Yeah, we, uh, we had a little, uh, had to take a hiatus last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about why we were off uh, coming up. It was pretty interesting what we ended up, what I ended up doing. Jack didn't, didn't do it, but. Death in the family. I, <laughs> no, that was the week before last. No. Um, yeah, I'll, t- I'll talk about that in just a, just a hot minute. Um, so, yeah, uh, two weeks ago we did uh, underrated guitars. Mm-hmm. Guitar players, yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, this is the things my granddaddy said. Show everybody, I'm Dave. Forgot, yeah, I'm Dave Stutter with my co-host and uh, uh, production guy and uh, sound operator and everything else. Jack Stuttered, yes, Jack. What's happening, man? Everything going your way? I got a chef's hat on, so yeah, everything's going my I way. I like that chef's hat. When uh, it's not bad, that is look. It's becoming. Yeah, I like it. I've I've always, and I think you'd agree with me. I've always had a knack for stupid looking hats. You do wear stupid looking hats well. I do. I really do. Hello, children. You got an Isaac Hayes thing kind of get canceled. What'd you say? Cancel? I can't do that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. No, I know my place. Yeah. All right. So, <clears throat> yeah, uh, we did uh, underrated guitar players two weeks ago. That was a good show. That wasn't bad. Yeah, I got a lot of good feedback on that. A lot of folks out there said they uh, saw it or heard the podcast and, mm-hmm. and enjoyed the uh, enjoyed that, enjoyed the topic. So, oh, yeah. yeah, very fired up about, about that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about... Um, there's a uh, there's a lot going on in the world, isn't there? Uh, yeah, recently. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole lot going on, and I don't want to talk about any of it. Right. The world is just a stinky mess right now. Right. Um, I hear the I saw on um, I don't know the Facebooks or somewhere some social media site some social media horror show mm-hmm. where you, the, you saw on the interwebs. Yes. That there is uh, going to be uh, some sort of meteor shower coming up, and there may even be fireballs. Cool. So all I can hope is that uh, one of them puts, about, puts us out of our misery. Wouldn't mind. Yeah, I have called many times on uh, sweet baby Jesus to put his cosmic forty-four magnum flush against the earth, thumb cock it, and put us out of our current misery. I wouldn't be against that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Things are just bad out there, y'all. Bad. Um, and I, I'm just... Again, I, I, I uh, reiterate the fact that I don't want to talk about it. Um, there's just too much bad news. There's too much ridiculous spin. There's too much social media uh, horribleness um, to go into any of it. Um, so I'd rather just talk about uh, music mm-hmm. and fun stuff yeah. and rainbows. And unicorns. Exactly. Mm-hmm. we got three folks checking in, everybody. Uh, oh. If you, if you want to get at us, there's a couple of ways to do it, y'all. You can comment in the in the section, the comment section there on YouTube. Let us know what you think about the show. Let us know if you're hearing us okay. Uh, if you have uh, ideas and topics you want us to talk about, throw them up there. Hell, even though we're in the middle of something, we'll, we can switch gears. Mm-hmm. Uh, versatile. But, exactly. But at any rate, give us a shout-out, and uh, we'd enjoy hearing from you. Tonight, Jack, what, Tonight. What, we got a pretty fun topic, I think. Uh, a topic that we've talked about as long as I've been into music. I feel like this always comes up. It does. It, you know, when we're I'm a right- bit too close to you. <laughs> if I'm, I had a dime a for every... A tad bit too close. If I had a dime for every time a woman said that to me. Oh, yeah. Um, every time your son, hell. Anybody, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we talk about this quite a lot. We, we'll be riding around, just banging around on a Saturday or something, and this topic comes up, and, mm-hmm. and it's always interesting, so we, we thought, well, hell, let's, let's put a show together about it. Why not? What That's we're going to talk about tonight, everybody. an easy 58 minutes. It is an easy 58 minutes because when I was doing a little um, show prep today, mm-hmm. can you imagine? I'm shocked. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's like you actually care about this. I know. I know. So when I was so proud of you. When I was doing the show prep today, I uh, I, I found uh, it was so, it, you know, I came up with a ton of them. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I had some in my mind that I wanted to talk about, but then when I started doing a little research about it, mm-hmm. man, there's so many. Oh, my that God. You, that you forget about. There's so many. What we're going to talk about tonight, everybody, is one-hit hit wonders, wonders from the 1980s. From the 1980s. How fun is that going to be? Now, before we start, I'd like to get your opinion on something. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate the 80s in terms of music? Just all over. Man, the, 80s, the 80s were amazing. I'm just, I'm just asking. On a scale yeah. of 1 to 10. I give it an 8. <laughs> 80s on 8. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I give it an 8. I mean, you know, let, let's face it. So would you give the 60s a 6? No. No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't think so. No. Uh, look, I mean, the it, it, that's that's a rough question for me because the 80s were my time. Right. I mean, I was 16 in 1980. Oh, yeah. You know, so I grew up in the 80s and, you know, that was my scene. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, I look back on 80s music. It's hard for me to look at it um, critically because it's so nostalgic for me. Right. I mean, there are songs that I could not stand right. when they were popular in the 80s. But mm-hmm. now looking back, I mean, I love them mm-hmm. because I have such a nostalgic fondness for them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even for someone like me, you know, obviously I can't talk about, you know, my nostalgic fondness towards the 80s because I really wasn't there for it. Um, but, I mean, I definitely have that same feeling. You know, there are songs that were released seven eight years ago that i hated at the time and now i love them yeah let's uh let's do a little something here i'm gonna what are you gonna do what do you think about these glasses the the sort of thin rim uh glasses here i i think i i mean it works i can't see with them but uh, oh i can see like what i need to see right but i can't see uh everything's blurry in our monitor there but then if i put on the horn rim uh bc glasses Mm -hmm. we call these bc glasses in the navy is that is that control Yeah, I can see a little bit better. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll probably have to go with these non these I, the, my regular glasses. I have misplaced. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll go with these ridiculous things. Right. right. All right. So one hit wonders of the nineteen eighties, everybody. Yeah. Um, and we may not only do we may do this again and do it a different decade. Right. Because it was funny because when we were talking about this, you you asked me. You said, "Well, you know," I said, well, "Why don't we do decades? I'll do right. one, then you do one from a decade." Right. And you said, "Well, how many one hit wonders are there from the from the sixties?" Right. And actually, there's quite a few. There are, um, but they, but the the 80s, there was just something special about the 80s relevant to one hit wonders. The, the 80s were so. Sp- <laughs> Come on, now, watch it. <laughs> watch it now. We don't. We don't have a. We don't have a beeper. All right, go ahead. Um, you know, in the 80s, it's like everyone got a turn at stardom. You right, know? right. Everyone had their chance, and everyone had you know everyone had their 15 minutes of fame from artists that you would never think would have a chance they had a chance right right um and you know it, and i found i don't know what's funny about this but i found in doing some of my research that uh the synth slash pop synth pop synth pop duos were huge in the 80s oh god yes synth pop trios were huge in the 80s oh, yeah. and another thing that i found and we're going to talk about tonight a lot of your one-hit wonders that were released in the 1980s were covers one and let's go ahead and just lead off with this one i'm gonna go ahead and lead off with this one okay I had no idea this song was a cover. Yeah. This this song was huge, huge in 1982. Yes. You could not escape this song in 1982. And I've got a, a, a shocking fact about the artist of this song, too. How could you forget, everybody, uh, 1982's Mickey by oh. Tony Basil. Oh, yeah. Mickey by Tony Basil. And, and just in case uh, <laughs> there's someone out there. That's never heard it, uh, uh-huh. Jack. How about um, how about throwing us a little, uh, just a snippet, right quick? We'll hear a little bit of that before we uh, talk about some of the fun facts of that song. But I can tell you this: while Jack does that, this song went spent six weeks on the hill on the Billboard Hot 100s at, at number one. Yeah, in the summer of 1982, I remember it well. I can tell you something a bit more important about this song than yeah. that. We own nothing about this song. We are getting no profits, no royalties. This is for educational and entertainment purposes only. That's exactly right. So, hey, Dad. Turn my guy around there. There you go. Yeah. Phone buddy. Yeah. Hey, Dad. Yeah. Remember being 18? I do. And hearing this number? What do they call that? A uh, an earworm or when it, something that gets in your head, like a song that gets in your head? Earworm, you, yeah. Earworm, yeah. This was an ultimate earworm. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, for those of you that weren't around back then or too young to remember, this song was absolutely everywhere. It was on the MTV playlist. I mean, it played probably every hell. It had to play every half hour, right. maybe more. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was constant. Oh yeah. Mickey, everybody, by Tony Basil. And that's a cover, you said. Now that is a cover. I. May have known that. I can't. This song was released mm-hmm. uh, only a couple years prior to this. This song was released in 1979 as a cover or as a as an original song, and the title was Kitty. Huh. And it's almost identical. The only thing Tony Basil changes what is the name is the name Mickey or Kitty to Mickey. Now, who did it originally? Uh, I have it some. 
Uh-oh. I, I have it somewhere. There's I, only so much pre-planning you can do. Yeah, it, it was it was released in 1979. It's called Kitty, uh-huh. and I don't have the artist, but I think it was a band. It wasn't a solo act, Okay, if I recall correctly. And I may have it written down in this gibberish, and as we go along, I may right. find it and come back right. to it. Right. But let me tell you this, everybody. You want to feel old. You want to feel old. Tony Basil. Oh, God. Today. Today. Is seventy six years old. Spaghettios. Can you imagine? Wow, Tony Basil, you guys remember the video? I mean, I remember thinking to myself, "My God, that woman is that girl is hot." And she's like mid thirties. Yeah, she's seventy six <laughs> years, which is not old. I mean, you know, I'm not suggesting that seventy six is your you've got one foot in the grave, right? But I mean, God, can you imagine how fast that time goes by? I mean, you watch the video, you think she's what, like twenty two? Yeah. No, she oh, was in like, the, well, no, she was in her she was in her early forties when she dropped that song. Oh no, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. But I'm yeah. just saying, she looked she looked so young in the music video. She did, and they had her done up like a young oh, girl yeah. with a pigtail. But, and, but that's the that. thing you don't realize that she's like 38 or however. <laughs> right, right. Oh my! But man, God. when I read that today, that she, that Tony Basil is 76 years old, I, I like to fell out. Because mm-hmm. you know what that means? What's that? You're next, dud man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little behind behind her though. Yeah, that's true. You got I'm a little behind her. Another twenty years. That's another thing. Tony Basil has twenty years on you. That's right. She was, t- yeah, twenty. Yes, yeah, right. She was twenty years my uh, my senior. Good lord. Makes me feel pretty good though, that someone's twenty years older than me. That's true, but it has to be Tony Basil. Those people. Those people. It has. To, it has to be the pep rally, just like anthem. It is that. It exactly is that. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, the, that song was prolific, man. I mean, I don't care what everywhere. year you were born. You didn't go through high school and not hear uh, Tony Basil at a pep rally. You didn't. Yeah. Cue, all right, we're gonna move. We're gonna move on. But as I finish up Tony Basil, I, w- I want you to cue that. Cue that one up right there. I can't read that. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> um, I, I, I got quick fingers. I'll, I'll... Yeah, yeah. All right. My next. My next one. You got anything else to say about Tony Basil? Um. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow, blow my, my mind. mind. Hey, hey Mickey. Mickey. Yeah, no. That's all, all I right. have to say. Well, we got two listeners, everybody, here on the YouTube channel. I uh, appreciate three. you coming out. Well, that's probably us, the other one, the, thir- the third one. I don't think that's how that no, works. No, that's, that's right, because I'm, I'm not going over here. Oh. Yeah, so we got three people watching right. right now. Um, and remember, y'all, th- this is, as I explain every week, this is a podcast. This is. We, j- we do this YouTube thing because I've had people you know, tell me that that's the thing to do when you uh, do a podcast. You want to mm-hmm. also do a simultaneous video on some platform. Of course. So here we are. We were on Facebook, and I had to get off Facebook for many for reasons I've explained many, many times. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, here we are on YouTube. So while you're here, if you would subscribe to our channel, I really appreciate it. And that way you get uh, you get updates uh, when we go live. You get notifications, that kind of thing. And, yeah, and ring, I, ring the bell. Yeah, ring the bell. And I do anticipate in the near future there's Ooh. going to be swag available on our YouTube channel. What? There's going to be some swag available. Some oh, things my granddaddy said no. swag. Yes, yes. I'm going to kind of keep that under wraps now, but we'll, oh, we'll get to it. We're not guaranteeing anything. Not guaranteeing anything. It's in the works. We're working on it, everybody. Oh, man. All right, so moving on to our uh, so our second uh, one-hit wonder of the 1980s. This was another uh, sort of an earwig song. It wasn't quite as, a, as, as big and, and everywhere as Tony Basil's Mickey, but it was, uh, it was, uh, it was pretty prolific. Oh, yeah. That is uh, a song called The Future So Bright, I Gotta Wear Shades. Oh. Who remembers that one? And, you know, that that's another one that it, it's always hard to remember the act that did that song, the artist mm-hmm. that did that song. I'm always trying to say uh, – um, not Corey Hart, the other guy that did I Wear My Sunglasses at Night. Oh, um, yeah. Something Hart. Yeah. I, if somebody remembers that, throw it in the comments. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I'm always wrong about that, and then when I hear the name of the band that did it, I'm like, oh, that's right. But you know, it seems like something you'd remember. It, it, it is, but at the same time, it's so forgettable. Oh, yeah. That song was done by Tim Buck Three, everybody. Hell yeah, it was. Tim Buck Three. Um, um, the Future's So Bright, i got to Wear Shades. Now, that song... It got on the on the Billboard's Hot 100. It went to number 19 and sat there for four weeks. That's and respectable. Not bad at all. Not a bad lot at all. of artists don't get there. Yeah, and that was in 1986. Oh, that right. song dropped. You got it, Jack. I got it. Let's right hear here. a little bit of that. Oh yeah, remember this one? Oh, totally. Yes, I think it was in a movie or two. It might have been in. Um, 
It might have been in Back to School, Rodney Dangerfield, maybe. Someone want to fact check that, but I I think so. For all of the... um for all of my generation kids, if you remember, the helicopter ride at Chuck E. Cheese played this song. <laughs> or no, wait, it was the water gun thing. It had like the little target at the end and you shot the water gun at it. It played this song when you won. Nice. That's how I know this song. I know it from the water gun game at Chuck E. Cheese. Cool. All right. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, The Future So Bright I Gotta Wear Shades by Tim Buck 3 number 19 on, the hot, on Billboard Top 100. For four weeks in 1986. I think we can classify that as a hit. It was a hit. Oh, yeah, it's a hit. It's a hit. Yeah, and in doing some of my research, I, mm-hmm. I learned that anything that, excuse me, anything, oh. anything, thanks very much, <laughs> anything that had a Howard Stern moment, anything that um, got, into, got into the top 100 uh-huh. is considered a one hit. If it, you know, if it qualifies as a one hit wonder, right. that's one of the criteria that it at least got into the uh, Billboard Hot 100. That makes sense. Yeah, so it, it certainly did. And, and, you know, it's a catchy little tune. It was everywhere oh, yeah. for a while, 1996. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, next up, let's do uh, – here's another one. This is another one of those earworm songs. I mean, everybody remembers this song. Even if you weren't around then, you've heard this thing. And if you heard it today and you had never heard it before, you would be tapping your toes and snapping your fingers. Of course. It's catchy. Of course. That would be 1982's – Tommy Two Tone, oh, Jenny slash eight six seven five three zero nine eight six. Remember that one, everybody? Oh yeah, Tommy Two Tone, Jenny eight six seven five three zero nine. Now, oh, yeah, that song went to surprisingly, it only went to number sixteen. Still, I would have thought that would that would that gone, went to number one, higher than ten buck three, higher than ten buck three. <laughs> it goes to number sixteen and sits there for a while in nineteen eighty two. How long? Number sixteen. On the Hot 100 Billboard charts. I don't have it. I don't have the how oh. long it, it sat there. Oh. But it... <laughs> God. I know I suck. You are so inconsistent. Terrible. But, uh, hey, that's, uh, you know, that. but that song was like like Mickey. Oh, yeah. That was one that you could get not get out of your head. Mm-hmm. Now, and another thing about that song, this is not really an uh, 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 obscure fact. Everybody, I think, knows this. That, that telephone number... Um, there were actually people that had that number, mm-hmm. and they had to have it changed, and there was all kinds of problems with that. And I think now that you know the the kids these days really aren't going around blasting Tommy Two Tone, right? I think that would actually be a pretty cool phone number to have. It would be. <laughs> now, would, yeah, would, yeah, now it'd be super cool. Now that it's not ringing off the hook. Well, yeah, obviously, with people asking for Jenny. Uh, absolutely. But at the time, uh, oh, I bet that sucked. Yeah, people were a little annoyed by that. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's what was that her third or fourth one? Tommy Two Tone, everybody. Eight six seven five three zero nine slash Jenny. Okay, um, do we, do we want to hear a little? <clears throat> yeah, let's hear a little bit, and, of that. Then, and then banter over. Yeah, over it. <laughs> yeah, good, good formula, good formula for the show. I'm gonna be honest too. Yeah. And honestly, friends, uh, the only reason I talk over the song is just so Warner Records does not just absolutely light our ass up. Yeah, we don't want to get our front door kicked down by absolutely the, uh, not. By the uh, music Nazis. But, um, so, Warner. Um, I love this song. <laughs> oh, it's a great song. It's got a great guitar riff. I love this oh. song. And, and, and with, a, with, a, with a very few exceptions, the one-hit wonders in the 1980s were great songs. They were. They absolutely were. You know? I mean, they were hits for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Despite the fact that it was very formulaic and it was kind of easy to get a one-hit to get a hit in the eighties. Well, and another thing that I've made this uh, I've made this argument many times, but you know they were boosted by the medium of MTV. Absolutely. So many of these one-hit wonders may not have done as well as they did had it not been for MTV. I stand by that, and you know that. that and I want to have a show on that one night. Oh yeah. I want us to talk about the the lineage and genealogy and and, and you know uh, MTV just soup to nuts. MTV, the rise and fall. Soup to nuts, exactly. All right, so that's uh, that was Tommy Two Tone eight six seven five three zero nine. Now, Great song. Great all right, song. now my next one is uh, another infectious tune. It was uh, you know kind of kind of avant garde at the time, but a lot of this stuff that was coming out in the early eighties was a little bit quirky, kind of off. It was, oh yeah, you know. Um, I don't know if this would be a, you call this synth pop or not. I'm not quite sure. It falls under the category. It was when I looked, sort of researched it a little bit. It fell under the category of new wave synth pop, mm-hmm. um, which was happening in the '80s. That's true. That's true. This is a 1983 song. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it uh, it hit no, it went to number one on Billboard Hot 100 in 1982. Stayed there for several weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't read your own handwriting. Yeah, I can. I'm oh. looking at it right now. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm thinking of a dramatic way to bring it in. It is uh, a tune by a band called Men Without Hats. Oh, yes. Safety Dance, there everybody. It is. Who could forget Safety Dance? God, we can dance if we want to. <laughs> we got all your something in mind. And we can leave your friends behind. Exactly. Because if friends don't dance and if they don't dance. Well, there are no friends of mine. There ain't no friends of mine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, that was a song. Another MTV played. Oh, yeah. It played constantly on MTV. It was mm-hmm. always... In your ear, uh, yeah. it had a real quirky video. Oh yeah, um, and, and you know, it was a good song. It's it's a great first introduction to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a good way to put it. If you've never seen the video, go watch the video and you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's a good way it's to put it. Great video though. Yeah, um, and one little fact about that song mm-hmm. is the the lead singer, and I think his name. Is I can't read my own writing again. There it is. Uh, but it, it look. I think it's Bill Borg. Bill Borg. <laughs> Not Bill Board. <laughs> Bill Borg. Um, he has said uh, recently that he 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 can't stand it. He doesn't like playing it. I can understand that. And he doesn't like going to to clubs and and, and music venues where there's a band covering it. He just can't stand to hear it anymore. Yeah, I can I can hear that. I I, I can understand that. And, and that's kind of how I felt about it after it'd been out for you know a couple of months. Yeah, because you couldn't turn the radio on without hearing it. You couldn't turn on MTV without hearing it. Yep. So yeah, that was uh, but that that was a that was a, a good one hit wonder. I mean, they they never had anything else. Not that I can think of. You I know cannot, that hats. I cannot name another song. It's a bit too loud. Men Without Hats, everybody. Men Without Hats, the safety dance. The short version. We had to get the short version because the original song is like eight minutes long. Yeah, it's not the disco dance mix version. No. I don't know how I feel about this song. Because I love it, but at the same time I hate it. It's so heavy. Well, of course, everything in the 80s was synth well, heavy, yeah. you know. This is where the formulaic right. point comes in. Right. It's just It's the song you hate to love. Right. Right. It was just so bizarre. I mean, for the time, you know, right. the, the video was so weird. Oh yeah. You know, it was like a medieval guys dancing around. They had like the little jester and the, yeah, it was crazy. The dog. You think what's the what safety dance? What the hell is the point of? But here's the story behind the safety dance. What's that? The lead the guy that I just mentioned, yeah, he the was board. he was in a club in Ottawa, Canada. Okay. And he was dancing to a B-52 song. Ah. And he was like pogo, like acting, he was like on a pogo stick. And they, they put him out of the bar because they said he was dancing too dangerously. <laughs> so he thought about that and came up with a safety dance and wrote the song. Was there ever an actual safety dance or was it just, I, 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 was, was there a court, was there a choreography I, 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 I want to say that there was. I mean, I, I kind of remember people like doing, making a shape of a cone or something. Yeah. Or, there was some something, but not not you know, right? Not certainly nothing like YMCA or something well, like that. Yeah. All right, we got six people tuning in on the YouTube oh, channel. Everybody, one wants like. To shout out to everybody. If somebody wants to put a comment on us, that'd be awesome. Someone, uh, please talk to please us. Please talk to us. We, we are incredibly lonely. We really are. Um, and again, this is a uh, this. Hey, somebody's jumping in. Who's that? Chris Martin. What's Chris have to say? Safety Dance first MTV video? That's not true. But actually, that segue, that's a good segue. It is. Into my first uh, addition to the One Hit Wonders. Um, Listen here, Dad. Yeah. Everyone knows this. Yeah. What was the first video play on MTV? Video Killed the Radio Star by The Buggles. Right? I forgot that was turned down. (laughs) This little number. Yes, it was. Yeah, this Chris Martin was the very first video played on MTV. And I just have to say I love it. It's a good song. I love this song. It is a good song. And certainly a one-hit wonder. Absolutely a one-hit wonder. Now, it was covered years later. It was covered. Do you know who covered it? The Presidents of the United States of America. And you like that version, don't you? I like it more than this version. Yeah, I thought you told me that. I did. And I I, I was going to mention it. I can't remember if I mentioned it on our covers video. But 
Yeah, this was what? 83? Uh, 82 or 83. Did you, yeah. did you write this one I know, because I, I didn't put this one on my list. Oh. So I'm, well, glad, you, I'm glad you thought of that. Uh-huh. I did well, not we think can of actually that. thank uh, Chris Martin for that one. Chris Martin did that one. Thanks, thanks very much, Chris Martin. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, the, the Buggles um, video killed the radio star. First, first song played on MTV. Now you can, if you want to, if my crack staff wants to Google that, just just Google the song and Wikipedia will jump up and tell you how it uh, fared on the uh, Billboard Hot 100. I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest that it didn't get that high. Video killed the radio star. Yeah, I'm gonna suggest that it didn't do good on FM radio, but it it killed on MTV. Well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> because it was the only video they played. Yeah, it, they played it. They played that, and there was a Peter Gabriel video they played like every yeah. ten minutes or something. Well, and actually, <clears throat> do you remember? We we all know the first video, but do you remember the second video that was played I, I, on MTV? I do not. You don't know? No, sir, I don't. Pat Benatar's "You Better Run." Oh, nice. Fun fact of the okay. day: yeah. everyone knows that you know "Video Killed the Radio Star" is the first song they played, but the second one. Good trivia question was. You Better Run by Pat Benatar. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's, uh, while you're looking that up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on to one that... Um, well, then what's the point? Well, no, go ahead. What do you got? What do you got for me? Here. You know what? Yeah. Fun fact. Video Killed the Radio Star by The Buggles is a cover. Really? Who did it originally? Does it say? It's a song written by... Trevor Horn, Jeff Downs, and Bruce Woolley. Huh. And it was recorded by Bruce Woolley in the Camera Club. Well, okay. With Thomas Dolby on keyboard. Oh! Which oh, is a great segue. Because I've got one. But first, if I can find how well, how well it fared on the charts. Um, Just go right here and you'll see chart information. Well, look at there. The critical reception. Where's the Buggles version, first of all? I, yeah, I don't know. All right, well, we'll, 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 we'll research that and get back to Look you. Look it up yourself. Exactly. We're, We're not res- here to spoon feed but you a good, information. But a good segue, though, with Thomas Dolby. A great segue. What do you got? Thomas Dolby hit in what, like 82? I'll tell you right now. When tell you me. Because I know exactly the song that you're, going to, that you're going to reference. Yep. He hit, um, let me see, I've got it here. I've got it here. I just got to find it. Hang on, hang on. Hang with us, folks. Yep, stay with me. Stay with me. Hey, friends. Uh, hey, friends. Do you like steak? It was 1982. 1982. Blinded by science. I was going to say flying north, but whatever. <laughs> well, that's uh, well, that's going to stay. Now, I'll be totally honest. I love Thomas Dolby. Yeah, not, I love Thomas Dolby, too. Thomas Listen, Dolby. Thomas Dolby's a damn genius. I love Thomas Dolby. And I, I take issue with the fact... Well, I, I can't take issue with the fact this is a one-hit wonder. Right. Uh, okay, he had... This song went to number one and stayed there for two weeks in 1982. Yep. On Billboard's Hot 100. Oh, yeah. But you know what the B-side of this song was on the 45? Uh, one of our submarines. Yes, which is one which of my... Which is... Absolutely... Which is way better than this song. Oh, this song sucks. Compared to that. As a matter of fact, on the his first his debut album, Golden mm-hmm. Age of Wireless, great album. This this is on it. It is, and it's probably in the bottom three best oh, yeah. songs on the album. Oh no, yeah. I mean, if listen, if you've never listened to Thomas Dolby's Golden Age of Wireless, uh-huh. pull that thing down on whatever site you get your music from, and listen to that album. It is a great album. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. One of our submarines flying north. I mean, it's just so good. So many good songs. Yeah, um, I, I wore that. I had that cassette tape when I was a, when I was a kid. I wore that thing out front and back. Oh yeah, uh, and it wasn't just one or two songs. Mm-hmm. That whole album is is phenomenal. And, and Thomas Dolby was a was a he was way ahead of his time. Oh yeah, way ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. But that was uh, 1982, blinded by science. All right, I have one more. Okay, that I'm going to do. I mean, you know. And I'll, then I'll give the mic back to you. Sure. And this one is going to be one that you're going to hate to agree with. Okay. Because this was right at the beginning of the 80s. Mm-hmm. This was 1980. Okay. You might have heard this one before. There it is. Devo, everybody, with Whip It. Do me a favor. Yeah. 
Scratch that whip. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's go ahead and get into let's, this. Let's just um, get it out of the way. Yeah. Let's get it out of the way. One of not my favorite Devo song. Oh, man. Probably not even in the top ten of my favorite wow. Devo songs. But here's the thing. I was into Devo way Here before it Whip is. It. Here it way is. before Whip It. I was going to Devo. I was going to see Devo at the Fox in '79 and '80. Ooh. I mean, I fell in love with Devo when I saw them do their television debut on Saturday Night Live in '79. Ooh. When they did the cover of uh, Satisfaction. Yes. And then they did All We Not Men. Oh yeah. They they had two they had two uh, songs they did that yep. night. Blown away. Oh yeah. I was absolutely incredibly taken with them. I had a good friend when I was growing up. Still know him. Still a good friend. His name is Brad Williams. Shout he, out. Uh, Shout out to Brad Williams, everybody. Brad oh. lived down the street from me. He was always on the cutting edge of music. Oh, yeah. Brad was a huge fan of the Ramones when nobody knew who the Ramones were. Oh, he yeah. was a Sex Pistols fan. He was a huge Devo fan. He's the one that got me into Devo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to – I saw the Devo probably three or four times in concert. Mm-hmm. Um, just – All before Whip It. All before Whip It. <laughs> but, you know, you, you, you have uh, Are We Not Men. You've got – Freedom of Choice, you got uh, Oh No, It's Devo. Oh, yeah. Uh, so many good albums. Uh-huh. And, you know, uh, talk about an underrated, underappreciated band. I'd say underappreciated more than underrated oh, because man, a lot were, of people know about Devo, but they do. simply because of Whip It. I'd say underappreciated. And for that to be their break, I mean, okay, it, it was it was catchy and it was it played oh, yeah. well on MTV. Oh, yeah. You know, um, but man, if you, you know, again, if you want to sort of expand your musical horizons and you're not, you're not real familiar with Devo, Go listen to um, I question or are we not men? That's a little tough. That's a little difficult. Yeah, uh, that's that's kind of deep. That's a deep dive. Yeah, but go to Freedom of Choice. Listen to that. Yeah, listen. Oh to no, it's album. Devo. Oh, listen yeah. to those whole albums. Man, they're so good, so good. Um, so yeah, that was that was a good one, Jack. Yeah, that's hey, a good one. Hey, Dad. Yeah, I lied. What? I have one more. Okay, go ahead. You remember 1982? Sure. Yeah. You remember that year? Kind of. Do you remember uh, the year? Uh, well, yeah, uh, 1982. Do you remember hearing this one? Oh, yes, indeed. Uh-oh. Ninety-nine balloons by Miss Germany herself, Nina. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, first of all, before we get into it, as a song, because, spoiler alert, this was scripted, um, I thought you were getting your little dance on there for a second. Oh, no, my little hop dance, no. You're doing your your, uh, your non-safety dance? My non-safety dance, that's right. Your dangerous dance? Exactly. Um, before, we, before we rip into it, what do you think of the song itself, just as a composition? I mean, it, it's catchy, it's got right. a nice little bouncy beat, you know, but it's, again... Thank you, Digo, for the subscription. Nice, but it's it's so synth pop, you know. It's yeah. Just to- and when that course it was right in the wheelhouse oh, for yeah. the eighties. It went to number two. Oh, this song went to number two. Spent some time at number two on the on Billboard Hot one hundred. Never got into number one. Guess what song kept it out? What song kept it out? Jump by Van Halen. Oh, shout man. out to Michael Hagen. Really? <laughs> oh, he's a huge oh you know Van. No, Hagen. yeah, I know that, but really. Jump yeah. was released two Jump. years later. Nope. 1983. I guess as a single. That's right. That's yeah, right. Because it was on the album 1984. Right. right. Released. It, it charted. Cer- ceremoniously in 1984. It charted It charted to number one in 1983. And, and uh, 99 Red Balloons went to number two and never could crack number one because Damn. of Jump. Damn it, Van Halen. Because of Jump. Damn it, Van, Van Halen. Van Halen strikes again. Exactly. Thank God for Van Halen. <laughs> Nina, let's talk about uh, uh, 99 uh, Loose Balloons. Go. Here we go. First of all, the song is a, is a war protest song. It is an anti-war song. <clears throat> you know, the whole world was hysterical about a nuclear war at that time. Oh, yeah. we're I mean, we're right slap dab in the middle of the Cold War. It's 1983, 82, 83. Everybody thinks Ronald Reagan's going to start World War III right. with the Soviets. Mm-hmm. Um, so her and her, you know, this little protest song she, she puts up about 99 red balloons that get mistaken by NORAD and... You know, other early warning systems as an attack, and it, it triggers a nuclear war because everyone's so damn trigger happy. Listen, Nina. Listen, Nina. First of all, you're German. End of discussion. We really don't need to talk about it <laughs> any more than that. You're German. 
And this is 1982. Hell, you're barely 35 years out from the end of World War II. Right. Which, you know, it's up for discussion who started World War One, but World War Two. No discussion. That was Germany. Yeah. No, <laughs> listen, you're, you're, the, the smoke has barely cleared from World War II. All the, the, the misery that, that Germany inflicted upon uh, The only their... reason people aren't talking about Germany right now is because the Soviets had to pipe up. So, exactly. That's the only reason y'all aren't being looked at right now. Right. So, Nina, listen. Don't <laughs> lecture me in German or English or any other language about the dangers of war and over-preparation <sighs> for war. I suggest you goose-step your ass back on down to wherever it is you came from and, you know, do some soul-searching. Exactly. Think about that. I don't, I don't need to be lectured... Cute song, yeah, yeah. But when you drill, when you drill down and you start critically thinking about right the message and the messenger, right? Who really, <laughs> Nina? I mean, how how old is Nina right now? Like fifty eight? You uh, think Nina's probably fifties, early sixties. After, after the Tony Basil shock, I don't want to speculate. Right. She's probably my age, maybe a little older, right? Yeah. So so you think you know she was born around sixty two ish? Yeah, meaning her parents were born probably like. 45-ish. Right, right. Meaning her grandparents were born like 22-ish. Which would have put them in the Which, wheelhouse of, you know. You know, they had the damn lightning bolts on their... Well, we don't know that, but, but I mean, the point <laughs> being, the point being, you know, get make, you know, come on, Nina. <laughs> it's, a fun, it's, it's a bit, Nina. We're not calling you a Nazi. It's, it's, like, yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, we're not calling you a Nazi. It's a bit. We're, being, we're having fun. We're it's having just, fun. It, it's, it's, it's ironic. It's irony, exactly. Come the, on, Nina. Right, so... Get off your high horse we, for a sec. You, yeah. hit, you hit 40 years ago. Yeah, jump down off your panzer for just a minute. And, <laughs> good grief. I mean, you know, <laughs> slow your blitzkrieg. It'll be all right. You know, here's, you know, put down your potato masher and let's move on. Whew. All right. Yeah. All right, Nina. All right, so, yeah. All right. Anyway, we're going to get hate mail about this one. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. All right, well, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, so that was Nina, 99 loof balloons all or right, red I'll, balloons. I'll, I'll, pass, I'll pass the mic back. All right, all right. Let me what go you ahead. got? Let me scratch that one off so I know not to go back <laughs> over that one. All right, this was by uh, this was by request. Donna Gopal, everybody. Shout oh. out to Donna Gopal. She's always a, a fun fixture here on the show. I wonder if she's out there tonight. If you're out there, Donna, give us a shout. Oh, she is. Uh, is she? Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Um, she suggested this one. This is 1983. It stayed at number five for several weeks. Your Not connection bad. is untenable. All right, listen, y'all. If if you lose if we lose the lose the live feed, the the podcast continues. It stays seamless. We'll just stay with us. We'll work to come back up. It did this last time, and we buffered a little bit, and we managed to stay on the air. But this is sort There's of a, only so much we can do. Yeah, this is not a real stable platform. The live problems feed with it. is a privilege. Yeah. So if if this ends, um, you know, listen. I'll drop the podcast later on this evening. You can finish, you know, listening to it on uh, blah, 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 uh, iTunes. All right. So moving on. Donna Gopal says, hey, in 1983, stayed at the uh, charts, uh, Billboard Hot 100, at number five for several weeks. Kaja Gugu's Too Shy. Oh. Too Shy. Remember that one? I might. Yeah, let's pull that one up. Let's let's uh, familiar, <laughs> get everybody familiar with uh, Kaja Gugu, Too Shy. Kaja Gugu. Exactly. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. They spin this one at your prom? <clears throat> um, <laughs> yes, they would have. Because I can just see the, you know, Napoleon Dynamite-esque. Yeah. What yeah. it reminds me of. I cannot think of another song that Kajagugu did. They did other songs? I guess they did. <laughs> but none of them cracked into the top 100. Oh, let alone the top 10. Exactly. Well, I mean, Kajagugu. Top 5, that's pretty respectable. That is top. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's more of an R&B kind of a thing, so right. it sort of stood out among the, the synth pop stuff that was happening. It's still pretty synthy. It is synthy, but it's it synthy. does have an R&B vibe. Right. It does have an R&B vibe. Yeah, it's it's not, you know, safety dance levels of synth. Yeah, we'll, we'll stay with it till we get to the hook, though, because that's, that's the infectious part. That's right. what everybody remembers. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. There. Here it comes. It's it's already there for me. Here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Too, too shy, everybody. How's your goo-goo? Hush, hush. Yeah, so um, now speaking of R&B numbers that broke right. through in the 80s, mm-hmm. um, here's, boy, the, 
Hmm. Oh. Gang's restless upstairs, aren't we? We're here in the... Uh, we, we, we have some big Kajagoogoo yeah, fans upstairs. <laughs> big Kajagoogoo fans. They heard that and went nuts. We're in the uh, Winking Out bunker, so we... Uh, well, they're upset them. because they're listing off all their favorite Kajagoogoo songs and how too shy is an overrated piece of garbage. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, you listen to... Ka- you, you, you like Too Shy by Kajagoogoo? That's cute. Yeah, you're a real fan, aren't you? Uh-huh. All right. So, speaking of R and B songs that broke out, uh, broke into the top one hundred in, in in the eighties. Uh-huh. Here's one that's quite forgettable. Everybody. Now, this oh. is an ultimate. This is the, look. This guy is so talented; it's not even funny. Mm-hmm. This is one of the most talented guys to ever draw a breath. Yep. Single handedly uh-huh. in the early eighties, saved Saturday Night Live. Oh. Saved it with a little help from Joe Piscopo, but Eddie Murphy saved, rescued Saturday Night yes, Live. He did. Eddie Murphy, everybody. Yep. He, in 1985, let me find my notes here. Don't say anything else. Okay. All right, here we go. 1985, this number went to number two, stayed for three weeks. Nice. This song was produced and written by Rick James. Yes, it was. Here is Eddie Murphy's Party All the Time. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. God, there it is. How did they manage to do a synth dive bomb? I don't That's know. That's crazy. I don't know. Rick James was a genius. Yeah, Rick James was a genius. Yeah, I just want to get the the Eddie 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 vocals. Oh yeah. Not that he was a bad singer. He actually wasn't. He really wasn't. He really wasn't. But it was just so difficult to think of Eddie uh, uh, Murphy. Murphy. See, I see Axel Foley standing there being all, <laughs> you know, doing Axel Foley. Yeah. You know, well, Victor Maitland, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. He better go see his doctor before things start falling off on the man. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> That is Eddie Murphy, everybody, with My Girl Wants to Party All the Time, mm-hmm. 1985. But R&B song that, that broke through, uh, oh, yeah. sort of a clutter of, you know, not R&B stuff. Oh, yeah. And uh, not, not, not for nothing, he, he was helped out tremendously by uh, Rick James, who wrote and produced it. Uh-huh. And they recorded it at Rick James uh, Studios. Yep. All right. Eddie Murphy, everybody. Uh Party all the time, 1985. Okay, not bad, not bad, not bad. You know, not bad. Kind of, kind of forgettable. Fun but, fact, fun fact. Yeah. Do you know how Rick James got Eddie Murphy, or rather, why he got Eddie Murphy? Why? Because Prince was on the rise, not mm-hmm. for being Prince, because Prince was has already been Prince, and you know, right. Prince was already a thing, right? Um, but Rick James and Prince actually had a bit of a rivalry, really. And Rick James was trying to get back at Prince for producing a band. Hmm. Do you know that band? No. More Stay in the Time. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Great band. Great band. Love More Stay. Absolutely. Love More Stay. Uh-huh. All right. Um, yeah, a little, little music trivia. Yeah. Uh, Prince and Rick James had a fight to see who could produce the cheesiest act. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Rick James won. Yeah, I think Rick James won. Because <laughs> More Stay, I thought More Stay was pretty cool. All right, so oh, I guess we're still broadcasting, Jack? I mean, it says, uh, please wait while we try reconnecting, but it's yeah. still showing live. Yes, but Chris Martin is over here pleading that he lost the feed. Oh, okay. Well, oh. the folks on YouTube may have lost the feed. Oh. Hopefully it'll come back up. Damn dogs. It, oh, my God, those dogs. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Let's, okay, let's, let's stick with the R&B vibe. <laughs> They're upstairs saying, oh, yeah, you listen, you listen to Party all the time. You're a real Eddie Murphy fan. Yeah, you're a real Eddie Murphy fan. Did he even add Dude, any other songs? No, not that I'm aware of. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there was an album put out, but right. that was the only one that did anything. Right. I and mean, I, I he had can't... comedy albums. Oh, oh yeah. It kind right. of helped. Won Grammys for those. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's kind of st- stay with the R&B uh, thing. I like it. Let's go to uh, 1984. All right. Uh, this song sort of always um, reminded – it sort of made me think of a thriller knockoff kind of. Right. Not really. It wasn't nearly as huge in, right. in production and, and all that. It was a video, and it was shown all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, this is 1984. This song went to number 31 on Billboard Hot 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, stayed there for a few weeks. It also it went to number one on the U.S. Uh, R&B chart. Mm-hmm. 
This was reduced by or produced and uh, and released by a guy named Kenny Gordy. Better known as Rockwell. Yes. Somebody's watching me. Oh, yeah. Let's hear a little snippet of Somebody's Watching Me, Jack. I love it. Ooh. Oh, God, yes. My favorite song off of Thriller. Yeah, Chris Martin's report. Uh, Rockwell, everybody. Rockwell. Yeah, they played this song continuously on MTV all the time. It just always it, it kind of came out in the shadow of, of Thriller. Yeah, um, guy was a good singer though. He was a talented dude. Yeah, and it was kind of a cool video, but you yeah. know, it already been done. Right. <laughs> Thriller. You know, um, kind of the same sort of setup. But at any rate, uh, yeah, it, it, it did well though. It got the number one on the R and B charts and. Number uh, 31 on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1984. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Chris Martin, I see that you lost the feed. Um, I don't know if you can still hear the audio or not, but I would imagine not. Probably but. not. Uh, but look, I, I'm, I'm seeing that we've the feed went down on the on the, uh, on the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, this is a podcast, so everybody can, can continue to listen seamlessly on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. <clears throat> now, this next one is kind of interesting. For all the Rockwell fans at home, if you're looking to expand your uh, catalog of Rockwell, listen, I recommend listening to Tokyo. That's a good Rockwell song. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. That's actually the only other Rockwell song I can know. Oh, well, that's two that I know now. Because <laughs> I did not know another Rockwell song other than Somebody's Watching Me. Tokyo. Same album. So, okay. I think. All I right. Here's a, uh, here's, a, here's a fun one. 1988. This song went to number one. Wow. And stayed there for two weeks. Not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. It's went respectable. To, went to number one, 1988, stayed for two weeks. It was the first acapella song. Oh, to man. ever break Billboard's Hot 100. Mm-hmm. Ever. And this thing went to number one. Yeah. It was absolutely infectious. You heard it all the time. You couldn't get it out of your head. You whistled it. You sang uh-huh. it. It was crazy how prolific this thing was. Um, that would be the 1988 hit, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Bobby wow. McFerrin, everybody. Yep. Bobby McFerrin. Yep. You got it? We've all heard this one. Gotta remember to do that. Yeah. You think they were in the uh, producers' lounge or whatever? You know, behind the behind the um, what you call it? Back behind in the booth. The, yeah, back in the booth, and they yeah. and they played that back, and they just said, "This is it. This is this <laughs> they, is they it." They probably did. This right here. The, oh, don't. I'm sorry. Oops. This is it. Like, we can just stop right now. We have just paid this man's rent for life. You know what? You're going to like this fact. What's you that? know what song this, that Bobby McFerrin's uh, Don't Worry, Be Happy, you know what song it knocked out of the number one spot in 1988? Huey Lewis? No, sir. Oh. It knocked out of number one, Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine. <laughs> Uh, Can you imagine that this song knocked that out of number uh, one? Don't worry, Guns N' Roses. Be happy. <laughs> be happy, Guns N' Roses. Be happy, Axl Rose. Exactly. I know it's hard for you, but yeah, be happy. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, it's a good little tune, though, man. I mean, everybody loved it, and it's yeah. you know, Bobby McFerrin. But I could not name another Bobby McFerrin song. I couldn't either. All right, well, we've been going almost, what about, almost 50 minutes there, Jack? Yeah, about yeah, we'll, do a, we'll do a couple more. I got a ton of them. We'll do a couple more. Well, there's so many. Yeah, um... Here's kind of a I don't want to say it's obscure, but it's certainly a one hit wonder. I liked it a lot. I thought it I thought this band was really gonna do something mm-hmm. and this girl was gonna you know get get really big. Mm-hmm. Um it's nineteen eighty eight. It went to number seven on Billboard's Hot One Hundred. Um it was off the album Shooting Rubber Bands at Stars. <laughs> Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians, What I Am from nineteen eighty eight. See if you can pull up a little huh. of that. I don't know. Have I heard this one? It was covered 10 years later in 1999 by Spice Girl. Um, 
uh, Emmy Burton. Okay. And uh, it went to it went did much better. Yeah, I loved this song. I thought it was great. Another fun fact: Edie Brickell, the this girl, yeah, she dated uh, she dated Paul Simon for a time. Huh. <clears throat> well, all right. Yeah, I like this song. It's kind of a funky little groove. I don't know if I've if I've heard this. Yeah, song. That's a good song. Huh. bad Mm-mm. all right that's Edie Burkell and new bohemians i know what i know uh you know yeah did well but nothing else i i, I thought that would sort of be a breakout album for them but nah, you know yeah. can i take over for a minute go ahead yeah we're gonna jump back to 1984 what a great year for music by the way 1984 what a great great year what a great great year <laughs> bruce springsteen i don't know um <laughs> No, in 84. Who was big in 84? I don't know. Because Thriller was 83, uh, so I'm not going to say Michael Jackson. Well, he was know. still big in 84, though. Well, duh. Springsteen Prince. was big in 84. Madonna was big in 84. Prince was big in 84. Huey Lewis was big in 84. Gross. I mean, Ugh. all right. We don't like Huey Lewis. All right, go, go ahead on what you got. One of those bands, however, I don't know the chart information. You might have actually written this one down. Uh, I don't know the chart information, but I imagine it got pretty high. Mm-hmm. And this was the only one that got pretty high by the band Twisted Sister. Okay. We're not going to take it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't have that one on my list. Oh. But that's a great pick. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a power anthem. Oh, it totally was that. So, just... (laughs) Just... Hair metal in its purest form. Yeah. It's yeah. just so hair, so glam. It, oh, it totally was. It totally was. I never cared for it. I didn't, didn't get oh, into no, this I at all. Oh, no, I at all. Yeah. Just didn't get into it. Um, but, yeah, it was it was big. I, I don't have any of the chart information about it, though. I'm right. sure it did well. No, I'm sure it did, too. Because it was, it was all over the place, and MTV played it like crazy. And Oh, yeah. Which is a common thread among one-hit wonders in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. If it got a lot of airtime on MTV, generally it did well. Mm-hmm. Um, let me let me do this one real quick because MTV kind of decided what was good and what wasn't. Oh, well, at the time they they kind of yeah. did. MTV um, controlled the music medium. Let, let me do this one because this one's kind of interesting. Um, okay, n- I dare say there's probably a lot of people that that have, don't know this song. Uh oh. Um, it didn't do all that well, but uh-huh. it still constituted a, a, a hit for this band. It went to number 58 on Billboard Hot 100 in 1982. It got a lot of airtime on MTV. Okay, not a ton, but it, it got it got a respectable amount of airtime on MTV. Okay. Um, the band is called Wall of Voodoo, and the Wall song of Voodoo. The song is Mexican Radio, and it's off the album Call of the West. The album is great. I mean, it's a great album. Yeah. Um, but the song uh, Mexican Radio got a lot of play, a lot of airtime. You got mm-hmm. a little bit of that, Jack. See if you remember this one, everybody. Really. This doesn't sound like David Studdard at all. Oh, I love this song. I love this this band and this album. But they were one-hit wonders, man. After this, that was it. I, I couldn't name another... <clears throat> I, I couldn't even name a Wall of Voodoo song to begin with. I had this I had this cassette on lock. Nice. Yeah, it's it's a bit more David Stuttered now. Yeah, I love this song. It wasn't, but yeah, I, I like this song a lot. Mexican Radio Wall of Voodoo off the album Call of the West, nineteen and eighty. Uh, five, everybody. Cool deal. Good stuff. Uh, let me do this last one. I mean, I think we need to probably get out of here. We're coming up on an hour now. Let me do this last one. And, and actually, I think this is the one that Donna Gopal uh, requested that I okay. do. I might have been wrong about that, Kaja Gugu. I think this might have been the one that Donna, Donna Gopal, everybody. She wanted us to uh, do. Uh, this song went to number eight in June of 1983. Um, it uh, Fun fact about this song, it was actually written by Burt Bacharach. Ah. 
super prolific songwriter in the 1960s and 70s. He had a mm-hmm. hundred – telling how many hits. Right. He collaborated with Carol King, Dionne Warwick, um, just uh, uh, Carol Bear Sager. That was the big t- writing team, uh, Burt Bacharach and Carol Bear Sager. Um, but he wrote this song. Dionne Warwick did it. And then it was uh, re-released, went to number eight, June 1983. Always something there to remind me ah, by Naked Eyes. Naked Eyes. Naked Eyes, everybody. Oh, Always yeah. something there to remind That's me. That's a good one. Yeah, That's 1983. A good one. 1983. Uh-huh. Dion Warwick did it in 64. That sounds about right. Oh, yeah. God, it just sounds like Publix. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> I don't know how proud I am to admit this. Yeah. But I love this song. It's a great song. I love this song. It's a great song. And it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, in, you know, it, it gets in your head. Uh huh. And this one, I always get this one not confused, but sort of conflated with, um, with, uh, Tainted Love. Really? Because they played, they were both out at the same time, and both of them were on heavy rotation on, oh, yeah. uh, everywhere, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just sounded a little bit similar to me. I could, yeah. Yeah. So that is... Uh, Gotta love those bells in the intro. I know. Gotta love them. Always something there to remind me. 1983, sat at number eight on Billboard's Hot 100. Okay. Um, I have one more that I want to do. Go ahead. Yeah. I, w- I want to give us a good closer. Okay, go ahead. You know, honestly for me, this is what comes to mind when you say the term 80s one-hit wonder. Um, something else may come to mind, but this is personally what comes to mind for me. And honestly, it's a great song All right. by a great vocalist. Well, the vocalist is great in their band. And one of, dare I say, if not the greatest music video of all time. Okay. That's a bold statement. 1985's Take On Me by AHA. I had it on my list. I figured you did. Spent 27 weeks at number one. Twenty-seven weeks at number one in nineteen in October of nineteen eighty-five. That's when I get. That's when it yeah. broke into broke to number one. Uh-huh. Stayed on the charts at number one for twenty-seven weeks. Twenty-seven weeks. That is crazy. Oh yeah. That's that's a one hit. And wonder. here's a fun fact about this. Not a fun fact, but I mean, just sort of. You may know this. In nineteen, it's a very boring fact. In two thousand nineteen, they did an unplugged special yeah. for VH1 or something. Yeah, it was VH1. And did a beautiful... Oh, it's amazing. Beautiful, amazing, amazing. stripped-down, acoustic, slow yep. a version of this. It's If you've not seen that or heard it, it's really worth pulling it up and listening yeah. to it. It's beautiful. And 35 years later, he can still hit these notes. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. He's amazing. Yeah. yeah I forget so. the guy's name. Um, um, yeah. You know him. I, had, I, I, I should have wrote it down. I had it, and I, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, so this seven weeks at number one. I didn't know that. And a cool video too. Amazing video. You, I mean, you, you get what I say when I say one of the greatest videos of all time. Oh yeah, now I understand. I that. mean, yeah, it was innovative. That's for sure. Super innovative. It it, it uh, combined animation with live action. Right. You know, and it wasn't cheesy and campy. Right. And stoppy. And, and not just like your typical animation, like hand drawn. You know, which you know that's how you did it back then. But, right. Right. You know. Right. Right. It was amazing. It's it one of my favorite music videos. Great song. Great I, song. I still don't understand it, but yeah. Well, it, there's a whole thing on on the internet about its meaning that you can look up and read. And research. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot about its meaning. But yeah, yeah. You know, it's a, with a race, and then she gets pulled in, and she's dancing, and I don't yeah, know. yeah. So yeah, that's that's uh, aha. Take on me. Great song. Good one to close us out. Look, I had so many other good ones, but we just don't have time to get to them. We'll save them for the next time. <laughs> well, um, we're out of time. We're out of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, thank my guest, Lindsey Buckingham. Oh, oh Lindsey, Lindsey. Lindsey. We didn't get to the chain. All right, all right. Sorry, Lindsey. Yeah, so we're, we're going to get out, y'all. Um, listen, if, if you want to get at us, uh, you can email us at tmgspodcast at gmail.com. That's tmgspodcast at gmail.com. They heard me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you go to our YouTube channel, and even though we crapped out tonight on the, on the, on the YouTube feed, you can go to our YouTube channel and, uh, and like and subscribe, and, and you can also leave messages for us there. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, we've enjoyed it. Uh, hope you did, too. And uh, until next time, this is Jack. Uh, this is Dave. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, this is Dave. This is Jack. Uh, saying good night and goodbye, and uh, hope to join us next Friday 
8 o'clock. May the four winds safely blow you home. Have a good night. Good night, everybody.